This is Back of House News, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. It's Thursday, March 16th. I'm Claudia Sarek. This week, we welcome back Tyler Booth, Director of Investments at RelishWorks, to discuss the tumultuous past week in the finance world and what it means for restaurants. Welcome back, Tyler. Thanks, Claudia. So it's been a bit of a wild week in the financial world with the aftershocks from the collapse of SVB. What's your read on the situation now and what can you tell us about what happened here? Well, Claudia, I think first we should start with what happened. Last Wednesday, concerns started to creep up that Silicon Valley Bank was having issues with their liquidity mm-hmm. and solvency as a bank. By Thursday morning, these concerns turned into a full-blown bank run where depositors tried to withdraw some $42 billion in cash deposits. Yeah. By Friday, Silicon Valley Bank had a negative $958 million cash balance. So they collapsed and was put into FDIC receivership. So this created a real worst case scenario and chaotic moment for a lot of people on Friday and Saturday, Mm -hmm. where they feared that their deposits that they had at Silicon Valley Bank over $250,000 would be lost. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing felt very, very chaotic all over the place. So catch us up to where we are today now after everything that happened last week. Well, I can tell you there's been some good news Mm -hmm. and some concerning news. On Sunday night, the Federal Reserve and Treasury Department announced that all depositors, both insured and uninsured at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank of New York, would be protected. So in short, Many people breathed a sigh of relief on Sunday night, knowing that their money was protected. However, just this past Wednesday, concerns started to creep up about another bank's liquidity, a much larger bank by the name of Credit Suisse. And this has concerned banking experts and economists that the liquidity issues at SVB have spread more broadly to larger banks. And this has caused some echoes of the 2008 financial crisis. Uh, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So as you mentioned, this absolutely is reminding us of the 2008 financial collapse. So do you think that that's a fair assessment? I mean, how worried should we really be about this spiraling at this point? Well, Claudia, to be clear, this is different from the 2008 financial collapse. Yeah. The 2008 financial crisis happened due to people defaulting on their mortgage loans. That is not what's happening today. What's happening today is that banks have invested customer deposits into long-term investment products. This has happened for many, many years without an issue, and it's how a bank makes money. But if the bank makes a misstep and underestimates the amount of money people need to withdraw from their accounts to pay for things, the bank risks losing people's confidence that they actually have their money in their vault. And when that confidence goes away, people get nervous. And when people get nervous, they come to the bank and try to get their money out and put in safekeeping. And then the bank runs out of money Mm -hmm. because they invested some of it and can't sell those investments quick enough. This is a very simple explanation of a bank run. A bank only carries a certain percentage of their customers' deposits in cash. So if enough people come to the bank and ask for their money and realize that their money isn't at the bank, And that news spreads, more and more people start coming to the bank asking for their money, and the bank collapses and goes under because they don't have any cash left to give out. 
mm-hmm. and meet their liabilities, which are customer deposit. Right. It's almost like the system only works when we trust the system, but the minute we stop trusting it, it all collapses. That's right. It's a it's a very it's a it's a very interesting paradigm. Yeah. So is there any aspect of this that you think could impact the restaurant industry more specifically? You know, I think there are pieces that could, and I'll kind of segment it into direct impact versus indirect impact. Yeah. Um, on a direct impact basis, any restaurants that have more than $250,000 sitting at a bank um, should think about maybe spreading some of that cash out to get underneath that FDIC insured threshold. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the best way to protect you in the near term. I think when we talk about indirect impacts, I think there are some indirect impacts that we're watching and monitoring right now. Typically, when you see a bank of this size collapse, that has repercussions on the credit market and banks get more nervous to lend credit out to customers. That almost typically, almost always results in in consumers pulling back their spending. And when consumers pull back spending, they typically do it at, you know, retail establishments, restaurant establishments. I know we've talked in previous podcasts about whether consumers are really considering restaurant spending a non-discretionary expense. Um, Consumers have been pretty robust in terms of visiting restaurants and continuing to dine out. But an event like this could really change how consumers look at their budgets. If credit dries up because banks won't give it out to keep more cash in their vaults, consumers might have a more difficult time purchasing things. And so they're going to pull back their spending. And that could affect the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, We'll say we don't, we need to do more research on that. But I do think there might, there might be an impact here. Interesting. So the other big topic in the news this week has been inflation, which I saw eased a little bit again in February, but remains still pretty high. So do you think that this recent development in the banking world is likely to impact how the Fed approaches the inflation issue overall? It's a good point, Claudia. This event has really put the Federal Reserve in a bind. Inflation is coming down, but still high, and the Fed has predicted to increase interest rates again in their late March meeting. Mm -hmm. Now, it's very difficult to predict what the Feds will do, I think. They can pause their interest rate hikes to allow these banking issues to settle, but that may re-accelerate inflation. So I I guess there are no good options for the Fed right Mm -hmm. now. It's really anyone's guess as to what they do. I think personally that that they will pause rates, but that's really a guess. I changed my prediction this morning, to be honest, when this news of Credit Suisse came out. Um, and, And I think... I think we'll really have to wait and see as to what the Federal Reserve does. If they raise interest rates, that's going to continue to stoke the flames of this bank liquidity concerns. If they don't raise interest rates, that's going to stoke the flames of a reacceleration of inflation. So I think really the Fed is between a rock and a hard place here, and we'll have to wait and see what they do. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So are there any other indicators pertaining to the restaurant industry that you're keeping an eye on with spring right around the corner? 
You know, I think I've mentioned this before on previous podcasts, Claudia, but I think we're really honing in on the unemployment rate right now. Um, I I think we've been at historic unemployment lows, you know, for a long time now. And I think the hiking of interest rates is the unintended consequence of hiking interest rates is um, that the unemployment rate will go up. And when the unemployment rate goes up, then you have then you see a pullback in consumer spending. A pullback in consumer spending is what drops inflation rates. So I really think looking at that unemployment rate is what we're zoning in on and how that can impact restaurant spending. Um, you know, as we've said before, I think people, you know, with the pandemic and and quarantines and whatnot, have put restaurant spending in a bit of a non-discretionary bucket. But as time goes on, I think that reverts back to the mean. And some of that restaurant spending goes back into the discretionary bucket, especially if unemployment goes up and you might see a pullback in spending at restaurants. We don't want to see that happen, obviously, um, but that would be the one metric that I would highlight that we're looking at to sort of predict the future uh, when it comes to restaurants um, and our thoughts on the outlook for that industry. Yeah. Well, thanks, Tyler. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to any of these topics before we sign off here? No, I I, I always really appreciate coming on here, Claudia. And it's it's been a wild 96 yeah. hours, 100 <laughs> hours at this point. So, um, you know, you know, next time it could when I come on, it could be something completely different. So, right. We're all waiting with bated breath here. So, <laughs> well, thanks again, Tyler. That's all for this week, folks. Until next time. Take care. Yeah.